female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He hit your face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Welcome back to Man It Is The Only True Crime Podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. Whether it's biting, scratchings, maulings or clawings, we're here to talk about it. And on a very special episode, we have a very special boy. <gasps> it's Mr. Carl Gregory. Great to be here. We don't do that here. Okay, uh, I apologise. I'll go. Yeah, thank you. No, stay. Nice to see you listening. You get, you get three. You get three. Carl, um, thank you for joining me. In the history of this podcast, nearly 50 episodes, never had a guest. It's just been me. If this episode does really, really well, it is just... It's a sign to me that they don't like me. It's going to be you. I'm going to disappoint you. Gonna... I'm exclusively here to sink the ship. Really? I don't want you to. You make want it... to intentionally make a bad episode? I don't want you to make it to 50. I thought 48. That's yeah. a great time to get in there. Really, <laughs> really, really ruin it. Nosedive it. I thought that might be a good idea for a podcast. Is like people who intentionally try to do a bad episode of a podcast. Yeah. Because I'd listen to that. Yeah, like the Hinden cast or something like yeah. that. Like Ooh. people who just come in and like yeah. nosedive. I was going to call it the Holocaust. The... <laughs> Because it's bad, right? I really, do, I really do have to go now. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I get one too. Thank no, you for asking me on. I appreciate it, medic buddy. And um, the reason I've asked you on for this episode, we are doing, of course, another episode of Man in the Movies, and we're talking about Cocaine Bear, which is in theaters currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of my resident uh, movie guy. So we lived together a few years ago for a year and a half or something like that. knowledge, 16 yeah, months. Six, <laughs> 16 years ago. Oh, um, yeah, 16 months, very specific. Um, and yeah, you were kind of like the movie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wanted an opinion, if I wanted a review, basically, I'd ask you. At that time, I went and saw everything. Yes. It's changed since then. I think the pandemic did that. But like... Yeah, I, I was, when I was in the, so I went to see the movie last night mm-hmm. and you went a few days ago. Tuesday I went. And while I was ago. there, I was like, I think since the pandemic, I've probably only seen maybe three movies I saw a handful of things yeah and Ant-Man and Cocaine Bear and that's it and so my movie going has been really like uh, yeah stream based streaming based Um, is that the same for you yeah absolutely Uh, like I used to love going to the movies I went and saw everything I went and saw like Gerard Butler's Geostorm I would never I would never in my right mind actually do that by choice but like you get into a habit I can't believe you admitted that on air like that's that's, like I said I'm here to sink the ship yeah well you might sink yourself because that's like that's forever. Yeah, on the internet now. No, but like since the pandemic, I've had my best and worst experiences. Mm. Um, I went and saw everything everywhere all at once. That to me was like a transcendental oh, like yeah. the theater experience. And I went and saw Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I've heard that's really bad. That's another one I was someone suggested we could do a Manita movie on. Well, I, I but it's not really. Uh, is it a spoiler alert for Winnie the Pooh? Is it an <laughs> animal or is it a dude dressed as an animal? No, it is an animal. It's an animal ah. human hybrid. Oh, hot. Okay, because they because they all had sex with each other. This is genuinely true. This is the future in 40 years. Yeah. We all had sex with the animals. I will say, though, I'm a little disappointed. Mm. I thought you asked me on here because I am your tallest, hairiest friend, keeping that, in the bear. That's not of... true. Is that? No. What? No. I'm... I grew this beard for nothing. Is that what you've been growing the beard for? Yeah, just for this podcast. Oh, man. You only got invited like three days ago, so yeah, that's an incredible growth. I put my thumb on my mouth and blew real hard and it all went poof. You're half Hungarian. I think that's part of it. Yeah, the other yeah. half is uh, forbidden knowledge. Yeah, so as I um, kind of alluded to earlier, we're talking about Cocaine Bear, which is uh, the first sort of man-eater movie that's been released in cinemas since this podcast has been going over You've the last You've done retroactive episodes. Yeah, we've done Jaws, we've done uh, The Grey and The Ghost in the Darkness, mm-hmm. all of which came out 
between five and 30 years ago. I don't Pretty know when much. Jaws came out, 30, 40 years ago. 50 years ago. 50 years ago, damn. Getting close. Yeah, right. So this, uh, we're, uh, at the end, we'll sort of talk about where this ranks in that pantheon of man in movies. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to, yeah, give it a, a bit of a review. I don't think we'll go too much into spoiler territory. But on the drive over here, I was thinking it's not really a movie that you can spoil. Like, Everything's in the title. The premise of the movie is, is Bear Goes Wild and kills a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And that's what happens. And so I don't really know how we... Almost nothing spoil. else happens. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's an insight into how you feel about the movie. That's good. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to avoid any large spoilers, I guess. But, sure. I mean... Be warned that we might go into stuff you don't want to hear. I, I would just go see the movie. So we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly truth. We'll start off with the good, things that we liked, and you are the guest, so I'm going to allow you to go first. So, Carl, um, Cocaine Bear, initial thoughts. What did you like about this movie? I, uh, I enjoyed that they were willing to lean into it mm. in some really strong moments. I think there's some scenes where they go whole in on the concept, yeah. like just going absurd, going really funny, going really gory. Yeah. I, I like that they took those moments. I think it's actually generally pretty well acted. Uh, <laughs> I think, no, I actually do agree. I think the, the, the performances themselves are quite good. Yes. The characters I don't vibe with, but I'll get into that later. But I absolutely agree but with But the actors well. do, do a good yes, job. I, it's like I, when you see an actor do a really good job with not very much to work with. But, but that's exactly what this kind of is yeah. in my eyes. Like Margot Martindale to me is the MVP of yes. this movie who and plays the Forest Ranger. The Forest Ranger, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's old Nineryk and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yes. who play the... Like, Han Solo and Ice Cube, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. And yeah. it's just them in a forest. Um, yeah, I really liked those interactions, those kind of characters. Mm. I thought there was uh, a lot of fun there. And, like, when it really went for it in terms yeah. of, like, evil, shocky, like, kind of horror, I, that's what I enjoyed it the yeah. most. I, I, the violence for me was, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I think I, I enjoy violence. <laughs> as you, if you've ever listened to the show, you'd know. Um, no, I, I enjoyed the, um, the, the comedic aspect of the violence. Well, I think, yeah. I think what I liked the most about this, and it's kind of where, where, it breaks ahead of like um, the Ghost in the Darkness in terms of a man eater movie is that they're not. By no means do I think this is a great movie, um, but it it leans into the comedy, whereas Ghost in the Darkness leans into the drama. Yeah. And I think that it, this movie hits the com- comedy better mm-hmm. than that movie hits hits the drama. Whenever the bear is on screen, it yes. is an electric movie. And the bear looks great too. Yeah. I, I, I there were a few moments where I was like, okay, the CGI bear is like a little bit. Hmm. Uh, it, I bought it. You know what I mean. So the film cost thirty to thirty-five million dollars. That's not much. How much of that was the CGI for the bear? Yeah, would you, would you estimate? Uh, maybe like five to ten. I don't know. Like it was Weta Workshop that did it. So yeah. the New Zealanders who did Lord of the Rings. Well, because this isn't real. This isn't like an A-list jam-packed cast. Really, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say. I'd that. say the biggest name is Ray Liotta. Ray, of course, and it's his last movie as well. Yeah. And he's only in it for a, a, a little bit. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Ray. Do you think he's happy this was his last film? Do you know what? Let's talk about that just for yeah. a little bit. Because yeah. like, there is very much a Ray Liotta conclusion in this movie. Yeah. And then <laughs> yes. two minutes later, they're like in loving memory of Ray. And I'm yes. like, oh, it's a no. bit of an ignominious end yes. for dear old Ray. Yeah, I, yeah, I... I I don't know the guy. I would like to... If it was me, I'd love that to be my last I'd movie. I think he'd you know be I mean? charmed. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. like, like, we know him for Goodfellas, GCA, yeah. Vice City. like Tom Vichetti. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a good way to go, to go out, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, he's probably the biggest star. Kerry Russell's in there. She's by no means a big star. I would say um, Olden Aaron Wright's probably the next yeah. in line, almost just by virtue of being in a Star Wars film. Still very current. 
Yeah, and but, uh, O'Shea Jackson was just in Kenobi as well. Oh, he was too. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. And then you have like Jesse Tyler Ferguson's in there. That was a surprise. I had no idea he was in there. I, I, I thought yeah. it was Steve Zahn. I was like, yeah. Who's this? yeah. Oh. And then there, there was a couple others that like you, you will have seen before. You'll recognize, but yeah, I want to like, shout out Brooklyn Prince. She was in the Florida Project. She's phenomenal. Who did she play? She was the, the she was girl. the little girl who did. Yeah. yeah, she was oh, Deidre. 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 Yeah, Deidre. And I actually like the the little kid. The boy as well. Oh uh, yeah, I think I, his name is oh, what Christian Convery. Yeah, he played Henry. Yeah, yeah. I I can see why some people are going to not enjoy the kids in this movie because they're a little annoying. I actually found them very charming, they're especially not, Henry. They're not nearly as annoying as kid characters usually are. Yes, it could have been much worse. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how this is like the, the good stuff, and we're saying it could have been worse. You know, couldn't couldn't have been worse. Yeah, Cocaine Bear like itself. Uh, I also enjoyed that they don't shy away from saying what it is yeah. you never watch a superhero movie and you're like hey they never re- like referred to him as like Batman once mm. they never they never call him Wolverine they call it Cocaine Bear in the movie the, the character's like it's the Cocaine Bear it's, so, it's at the end of Fantastic Four the Josh Trank one where they Van fin- Four Stick yeah yeah, yeah. Where they finally were about to say it and then they cut it <laughs> they're cowards yeah. no, everyone in this movie's like it is a bear on cocaine it's, it's a cocaine, cocaine bear. bear you can't hide from that the runtime as well I don't know if you've got the actual time I went to see it I think by the time the movie started off the trailers it would have been like six. 15 mm-hmm. and I was out by 7.45 so it's only like a it's a 95, 95 minute, minute. Yeah. that's great I that's that's a big tick for me a short movie I yeah, love it absolutely like a short king I'm, I'm in love I'm <laughs> we in love stand, we stand a 5.5 five. well I do I, I don't that movie didn't need to be any longer no that was it, it was the right length I yeah think. absolutely yeah. Um, I want to shout out how they characterized the bear yeah. because it's not just it. They, they didn't make it a Jaws where it's just a fiend yes. it's like it also has a bit of a character arc as yeah. well yeah. not to give anything away towards the beginning when we sparsely see the bear. I was like, a little bit like, oh, they're going to do a Jaws where you barely see it and it's a budget thing and we don't we don't get to see it. And um, it, it is, you know, there, there's a good like 40 minutes there where we only see maybe the bear maybe, maybe for a few minutes. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I think this is a spoiler. Once you get the, past that halfway point into that second act, um, the bear is like, fully in the movie. You're seeing the bear a lot. I want to to read from my notes here. Uh, I thought based on the first half hour that they were going to Jaws the bear Uh, due to lack of budget. There's way more bear later on. Well, it's so so funny how these man in movies do this. So Jaws is obviously the the prototype for these movies. But Ghost in the Darkness did the same thing. Um, They they didn't CGI those lions. They were real lions. Which is crazy, by the way. They were just circus lions that they, yeah, that didn't actually look that scary. So, but it was a Jaws kind of thing where you barely see them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like you, was a little concerned they were going to Jaws it. Um, I was happy that they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Also, while we're talking about the bear, shout out to Alan Henry, who is the man who played the bear on set. Oh, so like they did the motion capture. Yeah, yeah. So ah. essentially they had a guy with giant claws and, 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 and things like <laughs> stomping around. He had a bear helmet that he'd lay down. That's and like, cool. He's the one hugging old Nine Rock. He's the one like clawing yeah. up against trees and stuff like that. There's another guy in this movie I'd like to give a shout out to. His, his name's uh, is it Scott Cease or Scott Sice, I think his name is. Um, he's a he's a TikTok comedian. And I, he's the uh, ambulance officer, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the ambulance driver. And he... um. He's, I thought he was really good. Yeah. Him and the female ambulance officer were great. Um, that scene from them yes. come arriving to them leaving. The There's film. an ambulance chase scene with this bear. That that's, to me, that was the best part of the movie. That's yeah. the platonic ideal of what I wanted this whole film to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean? I, maybe uh, unless there's anything else in the good pile you'd like to 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 hit. I'm just gonna check my yeah, notes. Yeah, check your notes nice, nice and quick. And I'll check my brain because I didn't take <laughs> notes because I'm not a professional. I, I'm not a professional either. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
I, I think the second act, the whole second yeah. act is like really, really strong. Like yeah. once all the characters make yeah. it onto the scene, essentially, yeah. like that's where the whole film really sings. It's slow to start off, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, it's it's a double-edged sword because mm. you've got to set up characters, you've got to set up reasons to be. Yeah. Well, honest. I mean, that's and this will go into my negatives. I don't think they do a great job at that. No. Setting up who these people are, and I and I I don't for a minute care about any of them. I aggressively don't care about yes. these human characters yeah. and their problems. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here wanting the bear to eat the little kids. Like, Yeah, that's the tough thing is because like they kind of wanted to make mm. this into a film where it's rather, it's a yeah. movie. Like it is, it is, yeah. it, I, th- I find that distinction very yes. important. Well, explain your distinction. Yeah, well, because like a, a film wants you to get invested in the reality of it. It wants to ground yeah. these characters and their motivations and invest you. Mm. I don't think this is that kind of film. I think no. this is like, this is a roller coaster. This yeah. is a spectacle piece. It, you know, it's like we're here to see, uh, as, as, as like hard, harsh as it sounds, we're here to see a bear tear people apart. That's what we want. On cocaine. Yeah. Yes, that's, because we rarely get to see that in real life. Yes. Um, so yeah, you're right. We, we just want to see that. We don't need the um, yeah. We, the, and and the again, cutting, yeah. the the actors yeah. were doing the best with what they had. Yeah. But it's just like, well, okay, well, where's the bear though? Yeah, that's all I really want to see is this <laughs> bear tearing people up. Um, one last thing for me that, that I really liked, and the reason I really wanted to see this in in cinemas and talk about it is and support this film, even though I don't think it's a great film, I think that. I found it really refreshing to go and see an original premise at the movies. Oh, absolutely. Because like I said before, like I've seen a few movies this, you know, since the pandemic ended. Um, none of them have been original films. Top Gun Maverick is the closest, and that's just a sequel to a film that came 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, it, having an original premise, a, a, a pretty unique idea for a film... Um, I was refreshed by that. Um, I'm a little bummed it wasn't better for yeah. what it was. I was hoping this would be like a little bit of a, you know, a jumpstart for for more original films that aren't necessarily your A24 um, Oscar bait yeah, movies. Like I, I feel like there is definitely a. You've got your Oscar bait movies. You've got your Avengers DC blockbuster movies and nothing in between. I was kind of hoping this might be able to fill that gap. But you raise a good point. Mm. Like, the mid-budget movie isn't around anymore. No, like yeah. It's it's moved to streaming. It's moved to Netflix. Yes. Comedies, yeah. don't, comedies don't really get to do theatrical releases anymore. No, not really. But this film is on its way to doubling its budget, so it is around about $60 million right now. So it's going to be successful. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be successful enough. Like, enough mm. for someone to go, like, okay, well, let's try this again and, and mm. refine the concept a little more, and then maybe they'll get their paranormal activity, do you know, where, where, oh, it, makes, yeah, where it makes 20 yes. times its budget. For you to tell me that the budget was only was it thirty five thousand million? Uh, thirty to thirty five. Yeah. See, that's that's really low. That's, that's very I, low. I actually think the movie looks pretty good. Yeah. For for how much that cost? Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So well, let's just talk about the cast again because there's a few other people in there that um that I was like oh shit that guy mm-hmm. I don't know his name he's the the redhead um, guy from. Game of Thrones. You know, oh, the, you yeah, know the, uh, I do have his name. His name is uh, Christopher Hivu. Hivu, and he played. Well, I can't remember the the character he played. He's the one who wanted to fuck Brienne. Yeah, he's the he's the big redheaded wildling who wanted to hang right. with Brienne of Tarth. I know. I mean, who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> we'll go in there. Jesus. Oh, I like to drink our milk. I think that's something he says. <laughs> I want to climb her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to climb her. Um, and then, yeah, uh, is there anyone else notable in this movie that um, we should talk about? There is one character. Actually, the the. I, I I don't know his name. He's the black detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've seen uh, him in lots of stuff before. So his name is Isaiah Whitlock Jr. What else has he been in? So you would know him from The Wire. Right, okay. So I haven't watched The Wire yeah. through, he's but I recognized him. Legendary series. He often plays, like, he's done a bunch of cop yeah. shows. He's done a lot of that kind of stuff. He was great. Um, I, he was wonderful. Yeah. He has this thing in The Wire where he says the word shit, and he'll go, she. She. Like <laughs> really he, long. No, no genuinely, <laughs> watch the supercut on YouTube. He'll do like a 15 second, like, yeah. people in my city, she. 
beat. He says shit in this movie, but he doesn't do that thing. He doesn't I was do like, it. Oh, come so it's on. Not, it was a choice for the while. It must have been. Yeah, I thought I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, it, yeah, he, probably my favorite character in the movie actually. Yeah, because he actually had a little bit of setup. Uh, you know, enough to make me care for him. But his character particularly had some absurdities to him where yeah. it was, like, actually, like, really charming. Like, he's got, yeah. this, he's got this relationship with this dog Yes, uh, that, that they kind of pepper throughout the movie yeah. where you're like, this is really silly but really funny. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, should we move on to what we thought was bad? I feel like we're dancing around it. Let's hit it. I, I, okay, so for me, the, the biggest weakness uh, in this movie is, is the human characters. Like you said, I don't... I, I cannot even bring myself to get close to giving a fuck about any of these people. I don't know names. I that's don't know the, any of their names. Yeah. I, I know the little girl's name because they kept yelling, Dee Dee! Mm-hmm. And also that's easy to remember. Yeah. And I know Henry because they kept yelling Henry. Mm-hmm. But any of the adult But I don't names, know what Carrie Russell's character's name was. I have no was. idea what Carrie Russell's name was. Oh, I know Le- Ray Liotta was Sid, I think. I think it was Maybe. Sid. I have no idea what the two, like old Naren Wright and his buddy. There's three teenagers that pop up. No idea who any of they are. By the way, they, they are the most 48-year-old oh looking God. teenagers. I thought it was Pete Davidson. You know the, you know the one I'm talking about the, with the blonde short See, hair? I, I thought it was the dude from The Lonely Island. I thought, oh, like, right. I, thought I thought it was one of the dudes. It would have been better if it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, no, they, they're, not, they're not kids. And also, you know how, like, uh, maybe, spoiler alert, the, the, the one that looks a bit like Pete Davidson, he, he runs off. I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll see him later. No. He never comes back. He just runs off. We're never going to be runs, He literally runs off set. He, 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 he got into some, his car. He grabbed some craft services yes. on the way. <laughs> he went through Carl's Jr. Uh, on the way back to his apartment, and mm-hmm. that was it. Which yeah. is weird, because they don't have Carl's Jr. in Ireland. That's right. This film was shot in Ireland. This film was shot in Ireland? That's or? right. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Are you serious? Yeah, the entire film. Uh, all, all the nature scenes were shot in Ireland. No um, way. I okay, have... there you go. That That is mind-blowing to me. Okay. That looks super, like, Americana to me. No, no, absolutely. Wow. Um, you can tell it's not where they say it is because there are no pine trees. Interesting. Yeah, that's that. There were pine trees in some of the extreme long shots I saw, but they probably were just stock footage that they've grabbed. Yeah, they might have just done on. some like second, B-roll, yeah. yeah, some B-roll. That's no. interesting. Well, I had no idea. So this is a whole film is it's a whole it's a fucking lie. Yeah. And it, next you're going to tell me the cocaine bear isn't really a real cocaine bear. No, that, that's Warwick Davis. <laughs> The opposite of what you probably want to cast. And he arrived on set having already eaten all the cocaine. I'm pretty crazy. sure that I, he won the role from Patrick Warburton. He was going to be the bear. I want to be the bear. Peter, I'm going to be... Want some cocaine, Peter. <laughs> yeah. You're Carrie Russell. <laughs> I love Carrie Russell, by She's the way. Gra- I'm this glad film, to see her. This film is a little uh, reunion of the Americans. Yes, because yeah, her Car- and uh, Margot... And Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese plays the man in the plane throwing the cocaine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Who, who uh, Andrew Thornton the second, Who's a real person. Real dude. Uh, real, like, so, I mean, we'll get into it at the end of this sort of review, but yeah, this, these are based off, mm. you know, real things that happened uh, and real characters. Yeah. Well, some of them are real characters. Some of them. The guy that died at the beginning, yeah. Uh, also, Margot Martindale and Alden Einreich did the 2013 film Beautiful Creatures together. That is a failed, like... Never heard it. It's a, like a Louisiana Twilight. Oh, very good. <laughs> uh, speaking of Alden Einreich, how did you think he went? Because he he's had an interesting career. Because he was um he played his breakout was like in Hail Caesar, yeah. where he was kind of like probably the best storyline I thought, where he he plays an actor who can't act. He was supremely charming. Yes, yeah, he was. He was really like likable. And then he did Solo, and despite no one liking that movie. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. I, he should have come out smelling like roses yeah. because he really did the best with what he had, yeah. and I liked him in that movie. That kind of it's kind of like a theme for mm. his career because it's the same with this. Yeah. He doesn't have much to work with. He has this weird like kind of crammed in there uh, 
character development of like, oh yeah, his wife died yeah. of cancer like a minute before the movie started or something. He's a widower and he's trying yeah. to work through his relationship with his son. Yeah. Uh, but he's avoiding his son. And he leaves his son like with his dad who's like a drug runner or something. A, a, yeah. a drug king. So he's a bad dad. He's a bad dad. He's a shit dad. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We, we shouldn't root for him. But <laughs> no, that's why you cast Old Nine, right? Because yeah. he's charming and he's like affable. And I find that to be one of the challenges of this movie is that I don't think the movie knows who, who it wants you to root for. Mm. Like, is the cocaine bear... Are we supposed to root for the cocaine bear or not? Because... It, it's ter- It's killing characters that I think we're supposed to like, mm-hmm. characters that are charming and, and funny and in- innocent enough. Um, it's brutally killing them. Yeah. So you're like, okay, so it's like it's like Jaws. I'm not supposed to root for this monster. But then in the second act, they kind of set it up to be sympathetic. So I'm not sure who I'm supposed to like in this movie. Well, I have uh, have interview stuff here from the writer Jimmy Warden. All right, let's Jimmy hear it, Warden, Jimmy. whose only other credit is the babysitter killer queen. Um, the sequel to The Babysitter. Oh, of he course, says, that movie, yes. Uh, I took a page out of King Kong. If you treat it like a monster movie in the first act, but then in the second act reorient everybody to ask, who is the true bad guy here? You won't lose the audience. Because I wanted to give the bear a redemption story. What happened to the bear is, in real life is quite tragic. It's not the bear's fault that drugs <laughs> fell out of the sky into its den and that it ate kilos and kilos of cocaine. It's really not the... It's, and that just goes into the whole point of the movie, I think. Addiction is a disease. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> it's rampant in the bear community. We don't talk about it. I wish drugs would fall out of the sky for me, man. It never happens. Oh, dude. You kind of look like a bit of a bear with the hair and the beard. Yeah. If you go into the forest, maybe maybe we can... <laughs> just tear my clothes <laughs> off. You know, um, there's, I, I can't remember who does it. There's like a YouTube channel that does the um, the budget remakes of movies. Mm. They like make a movie for like five bucks. They Swede the movie. That's I think we could, we could cast you. Oh, dude. As the cocaine. Thank you. You're welcome. Honestly. I've been taking a break from acting, yeah. but this yes. feels like the right You're time to come to back. You're gonna have to snort a shit ton of icing sugar. Too late. Okay, that's that's what's wrong with you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't ingest things orally. I only do it through the nose. I thought you were looking shaky, but I thought it was just you were nervous about the show. Oh, if you hear me tapping my arm furiously, <laughs> that's, just ignore that, please. I'll, I'll edit it out. I'm tying. You've been doing it since the beginning. I've edited it all out. I'm tying my arm off with the yeah. microphone cord. Yeah. I hope yeah. you don't mind. It's not my microphone cord, buddy. I don't know Sweet. who that is. Woo. Yeah. So, um, okay. Other things that were were bad about this movie. Okay. I have a I have two gripes, two very small gripes, oh, okay? Hear. Let's okay. One, at the beginning of this film, we see Dee Dee's room, okay? And it's like we we, yes, we, we, we need to let you know this is an eighties movie. How so? Okay, we will have all the correct musical <laughs> band posters on the wall. Yeah. There's Billy Idol, there's Adam Ant. Why don't they ever show irrelevant like eighties yes. shit? Artists who had one hit in the 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. who who'd never yeah. get any love, their music would be cheaper to play in the movie too. Exactly. You could probably get them in the movie. They'd mm-hmm. be keen. They're not doing anything. Totally. And yeah. I, and the other thing, and I understand this is like maybe like the MPAA or something like mm-hmm. that review board. The kids... Okay, spoiler alert yeah. for like the first 15 minutes. In the, in the film, the kids take cocaine. Orally. Orally. Yeah. They take a mouthful Often of cocaine. Often knife, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah dangerous. Very 80s, though. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Very kids. Um, but there are uh, there are no adverse effects of these kids having cocaine. <laughs> no, I think Henry is a little he's like, shaky. Yeah, he's like, my, my throat is runny, and that's it. <laughs> I don't, I've never done cocaine, these but kids, I have heard that the runny throat These is kids part should of be it. starting bands. These kids should be <laughs> starting fight clubs. They, they should, should be stealing money from their parents to, to buy more uh, coke. They, yeah. sh- they should have fought the bear in the third act. Like cocaine v cocaine. I thought that would have been a great ending, is if like some of your main characters decide just to do a bunch of bumps as well and just physically fight the bear. But well, no, that's not what we got. We're only at the beginning of the cocaine cinematic universe. Here, yeah, we've got cocaine yak, cocaine bison. Well, I've already seen online uh, marijuana iguana. Like, 
or um, heroin oh, heron. I love this. Yeah. yeah what, what else could we have? I mean, there's a lot of potential. Uh, oxycotton octopus. <laughs> Just a mouse on some ketamine. Yeah, I have one of those. It's in my backpack. Yeah. You're talking about the mouse, right? Stuart Little. His name is Stuart Little. Oh, I love yeah. him. That's the next Man in a Movie, by the way, Stuart Little. Oh, my God. That would be a good one. Written by M. Night Shyamalan. What? Yep. Excuse you. That's the twist. With what, The twist is that House is in that movie as well. Yeah. And Gina Davis. And he plays House. He's like, I hate you, Mouse. Yeah. Mouse, you've got AIDS. This Mouse. You've got AIDS, Mouse. This, you've got... You've got... <laughs> it's lupus. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Mouse, you've got lupus. You've got Mouse lupus. Wait, it's only five minutes in the episode. That can't be it. Let me think a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I'm dry, I've kind of gone off track here. I've, I'm now thinking about cocaine addicted Stuart Little. That's okay. I'm going to that's my fine. I'm going to my bad stuff uh, yeah. notes. Oh, you're scrolling. scrolling yeah, that's right. Scroll- yeah. Well, I might bring one thing up. So the director is uh, Elizabeth Banks, who is like a human being. I like adore. I love. She is a human she's, being. She's a beautiful human being. She's very talented. Um, She's directed a few things recently. I think the most recent one was the Charlie's Angels reboot. So she's done three films, including yeah. Cocaine Bear, yep. Charlie's Angels, and Pitch Perfect 2. She directed Pitch Perfect 2. She did, yeah. And that's a good movie. Yeah, right? it's like the that, best I, of the Pitch yeah, Perfects. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that the Charlie's Angels reboot is okay yeah. at best. She was also... Was she, did she direct the Power Rangers reboot, or was she just in that? She executive produced right. and played Rita Repulsa, yes. the villain. Yeah, yeah okay. So she, but she didn't direct. No, she didn't. So in terms of her directing work for this, how how, how do you feel? What are your feelings? Because I'm a bit torn. Okay, well, it's tough because like you either make two, you make two decisions as a director. You either make it your film yeah. or you be invisible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there are some interesting moments in this film where like she definitely tries to create some, like by framing things mm-hmm. differently, like she changes, like it is very distinct. I don't think it worked. Yeah. So there's this scene in a pickup truck between O'Shea Jackson Jr. and um, Old Nine Reich. Well, they're having a conversation, and they're shot separately on either side of the truck to create this uh, idea of distance between them. And but like it's really disorienting to watch. Yeah, it kind of it's the 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 benefit that you get out of being creative like that and, and um, making the audience think, oh yeah, there's distance, is kind of off put by the fact that it's just ugly to look at and, That's right. and ruins the the yeah. pacing of the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. There's yeah. also, like, um, apparently there's a director's cut of this film where, wow. like, some elements... Because, like, my, I, it seems to be our main criticisms are, like, they don't lean into it far enough. Sure, yeah. I've got some information here from Elizabeth Banks who says, like, there were, like, way gorier things in the really? film. There were, like, more stuff like that. That's surprising. The, the movie's plenty gory, I found. I didn't I didn't want to see the, the dad from Modern <clears throat> Family get his, <clears throat> like, legs ripped off and, and fall comedically fast, by the way. Faster than gravity would make Very, it fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is a character late in the film who gets a flashback Mm-hmm. Uh, to to the the moment of their demise, and it's a very strange flashback. He's like, we've never flashed back before. Why now? It's Who is that? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Oh, so it, spoiler it, alert! Yeah. It's uh, when they're going to the cave. Yes. and they and oh, they yes. retroactively find yes. Christoph. Yes, who's, yeah. who's been eaten. So, so he, he has an off-screen death. Yes, yeah. But it, it, the, it was originally on screen, and it was mm. the bloodiest thing in the film. Interesting. And I would so, have liked to so they cut it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, that, that is interesting. I thought she, she's done okay. I don't think that the script had it. Same with the actors. Like, I feel like she's doing the best she can with what she has. Oh, and I feel like it's very easy to pile on about this movie. I feel yeah. like it made it across the line. I do, do too. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I would watch this movie again, I think. Yeah. I think this is This perfectly is perfect enjoyable. to watch in a group. Yeah. And I think that's something you said to me when I was going into my screening, which, by the way, I didn't have many people in there. Mm-hmm. If that was a packed theater, there 
I feel so like it would have been a much better yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, there was still some chortles, some laughter. And one of the biggest laughs was like a weird, you know, at the beginning of the movie, there was just like some uh, uh, text comes on the screen, just gives you some facts about black bears and the source is just Wikipedia. Yeah. The fact that the source was Wikipedia, that was a laugh for some people. I don't know if you, you guys had that as well. Uh, for us, the big laugh was Margot Martindale um, <laughs> dusting off her old beaver. Yeah, that was. We did not get a laugh at that. Oh, Our audience was a little bit too. See, I went and saw it with people, so yeah. like we at least had some like people to back and forth with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's look. I think she's done a pretty good job. Uh, the movie's shot really well. I think the cinematography is really good. I think, and one thing I enjoyed most of this movie is done in the daytime. Yeah, a lot of these monster movies they they will make the whole film at nighttime because it's easier to CGI. You're a monster if it's dark, hmm. um, and we don't have to see it as much. I think that I appreciated the majority of it was over the course of a day and watching it it actually felt like over a day like as um, the movie progresses the sun is going down yeah. you know, and you notice that so I like that I think it looks much better than its budget would make you think it yes. does like this does not look like a 30 million dollar movie and I had no idea it was an island like that's yeah. you're telling me that is the first I've heard about that yeah. so I, they've shot it really well I thought I thought that was the US yeah no what, what else did you uh, um, think I, well I was just like I, I was trying to figure out what this movie is like and what it should be like yeah. I mean like because to me, like all the converging storylines, all that kind of stuff, it's very rat race to me. You know, yes. everyone's after one thing, and it's just like all these different. Like, it people. felt like all these characters were gonna meet up and join up. Yeah, but that doesn't ha- like it does for some of the, our storylines. But for mm-hmm. some of the storylines, they get clipped before before they can meet up. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of have a, a bit an Avengers style meet up at the top of the mountain with all these characters against the cocaine bear and have mm. have the majority of the deaths happen after that. That's not what happens. A few of these. Um, I was surprised after all the build up with Margot Martindale's character um, she gets spoiler alert she gets clipped she gets gone man. real bad like one of the worst deaths in a movie and no one gives a shit no. at the end they walk past her body and they're like oh, yuck. oh okay. yucky don't oh, well. look no don't. One, and the ambulances drive past her as well. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's just straight weird. on. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They, they hate Margot Martindale. They're like, we, we've never watched BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I hated you in August of Sarge County. Yeah, no, she gets the short end of the stick for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was thinking of films that, like, if they went ahead with this idea, because, mm. like, there, there, is, there is a potential for a sequel in this. Uh, and so if they wanted to emulate other films, I was thinking things like um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil or The Cabin sure. in the Woods or Evil yeah. Dead. Like, lean much more into the absurdity yeah. of the idea. Uh, well, I agree, because this is based on, on real events, but the, but the, they already lean, like, they already go way past what actually happens in reality, so you might as well keep going. There's, yeah. no, there's no need to pretend like... I know on the poster it says inspired by true events and I think that, that the movie that relies on that a lot for people to go see. It's like, oh wow, that real cocaine bit that actually happened. It definitely is a good hook. It's important to know that but but also apart from the bear eating some cocaine and dying, it doesn't die in the movie but yeah. in, re- in real life. Yeah. Everything else is made up. The, Everything else is... The premise is, is true. The premise is... Yeah, a, That's cocaine, ate some co- a bear ate some a cocaine. A cocaine ate some bear. And died of an overdose. That's what actually happened. Yeah. The mo- everything in this movie is is, is a uh, fabrication from hmm. that premise. So you might as well keep going. But that means like it is a shame that this is the premise that they chose then. Because yeah. if you can go anywhere with this true story, yeah. go anywhere. Space. Yeah. Cocaine bear in space. Please. That would be great. Like aliens. Like you're on cocaine a spaceship. Cocaine bear versus a- predator. Yes. Cocaine. What are, what other um, animal movies can we put it up with? Cocaine bear versus anaconda. Or something. Yeah, the oh, yeah. Um, snakes on yeah. a plane. Oh, cocaine bears on a plane. Well, because this is all, this this film's all about a, a plane crashing in cocaine. That's true. So just yeah. Full of snakes. Yeah, man. It's. In, I also it was interesting. So 
at the beginning with the the drug trafficker, he was throwing all his coke out of the thing because the plane was going down. Is that right? So the actual truth, I, I, like I don't want to yeah. preempt the truth. No, that's of the okay. Story. You, you might, yeah, sorry. But um, Andrew Thornton the second. It's yeah. very important to say he was carrying too much cocaine, so it was too heavy. His plane literally couldn't yeah. handle the amount of blow. <laughs> you know what I think they should have done? Have you seen the movie American Made with Tom Cruise? I have. Yeah, it's, it's a similar thing. I'm one of thing. the 12 like, people who yeah, saw I, that movie. I actually really like that movie. I think it's great. Um, they should make that the cinematic universe, right? Yeah. Make him the guy that like was throwing the cocaine. Or connect those movies for no reason other than... Well, just like, have, have the drugs like Infinity Stones. Yeah. He drops cocaine out here. He drops <laughs> heroin out here. And the cocaine bear is collecting all the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. So he can... Kill everyone and get more cake. Until there's like yeah. a until there's like a moose out there who's like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um should, should we talk about the we touched on it a little bit, the historical uh, and biological inaccuracies and accuracies of the film? Yeah, please. Um so yeah, so like, like we said, it is based off, off true events. Um, there was a real cocaine bear in, in, in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a few other names, and I'm kind of bummed that they didn't um, mention these in the thing. But Pablo Escobar. Pablo Smoke, uh, was it Cokie the Bear? Oh, my God, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, Cokie the Bear, Pablo Escobar. Um, yeah, so he was an American black bear um, from this place. Ch- was it Chattahoochee? Chatt- yes, Chattahoochee, yeah. So, um, yeah, Cocaine Bear, um, it was 175 kilos when it died, and it overdosed on cocaine in 1985 the cocaine had been dropped by drug smugglers in the wilderness of Tennessee um, the bear was found dead in Georgia mm-hmm. um, so it's travelled across state lines as well which it's makes it a really, felony yeah. um, <laughs> just saying um, and yeah they, it's stuffed and displayed at a mall currently there's a photo of it here have you seen this photo yeah it's amazing he's, he's wearing got... a little hat it's, oh it's, and my one he had a backwards baseball cap on oh that's a, that's adorable yeah um, yeah so it's, it's a real story apart from that um, everything else is made up so mm-hmm. if we're talking about it, Inaccuracies. No one was killed by this bear, as far as as far as we know. Um, it didn't turn into a man eater. Um, it, it was not put yeah. down by anyone. It wasn't hunted. It just, it just died. Probably the best death a, a bear has ever had. The only two deaths that we can officially count due to cocaine in this film yeah. are Andrew Thornton Who, and the bear. Yes, and Andrew Thornton, I, like in the movie, he dies in the dumbest fucking way ever. He's about to jump out of the plane. And he just bangs his head on the roof and yeah, just falls. Yeah, he's full coked up. I don't even know if that's actually what happened. So according to the the, the, the research that I've done, yeah. he had a faulty parachute. It wasn't that he knocked his oh, head on the interesting. way out. It's that his parachute either didn't deploy correctly right. or wasn't functional. They say that in the movie. They say that the uh, the, the emergency uh, parachute did deploy, mm-hmm. but it was too. It did, but it didn't work. The, the main one didn't work. Uh, that's interesting because the way I, I read that in the movie was, oh, like he... Um, Oh, he fell to his death. His pa- his parachute mustn't have deployed. When in reality, it was like, oh no, he's just such a fucking idiot. He like knocked himself unconscious and just fell out of the sky asleep. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why. I'd but he lands on this dude's driveway in Hayesville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have this here. Thorne was wearing a bulletproof vest, Gucci loafers. He was in possession <laughs> of night vision goggles, a green army duffel bag containing thirty five kilograms of cocaine, valued at fifteen million. Uh, Gold crew grand knives and two pistols. So this dude was ready. He was, he was ready to go. Yeah. He was playing Fortnite. Where are we dropping, boys? It's, it's a shame that he couldn't have survived in in real life, so we couldn't have put him in the movie. Because I would have loved to see this character just wandering around the forest oh, with his fucking gold plated. Well, make him like like don't cast Ray Liotta. Get well, the yeah, real dude. Why not? Why not? That'd be amazing. Yeah. So so um yeah the co- the, the cocaine bear um. It had eaten a large amount of the cocaine. Um, each container held about 75 pounds, which is about 35 kilograms of cocaine, yet yeah, valued at $20 million adjusted for inflation. This, this um, bear was living like a king. Oh, for real. Um, 
So <laughs> I've got a quote here. So the medical chief examiner from the Georgia State Crime Lab um, stated that its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine, yeah. although he estimated the bear had absorbed only three to four grams into its bloodstream at the time of its death. Hmm. Um, yeah. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhaging, <laughs> respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it, the bear had it. That is that's a, that's a, that's a great That's quote. a direct quote. From Dr. Alonzo? Yeah. yeah. So th- that's the doctor who did the... Uh, uh, autopsy. No, it's not an autopsy when it's done on a necropsy. Necropsy is what it's called. Um, so, yeah, so that doctor he said he didn't want to uh, let the body of the bear go to waste. He had it taxidermied and he gave it to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. However, um, it went missing. Someone took it. This, they, you could make a film you just about, on this. Yeah, yes. about the bear's body. So the bear disappeared and no one knew where it was. And eventually it, it emerged in a pawn shop like a year or two later. So eventually it made its way to the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. And this is the best part. I'm sure you've heard this part so there is a rumor it's alleged that the bear um was at one point owned by country musician waylon jennings the country his, outlaw himself at his las vegas home um but it's unconfirmed but mm. i personally would prefer to believe that that oh is the absolutely truth. turn this bear into like a forest gum character where this bear's <laughs> body happens to be the most Every, important yeah, cultural yeah. events ever do you know vietnam war yeah in it, 1985 somehow yeah. yeah john lennon's walking down the street he gets shot <laughs> Um, yeah, so according to the bear's owners, the cocaine bear uh, had the authority <laughs> to officially legally uh, legislate. Sorry, it had the ability to, what's the word, um, officiate weddings. The, Shut up. Yeah, so according to yeah, the bear's owners, cocaine bear was able to officiate a wedding um, in the mall <laughs> where it was kept. So also, who, who's getting married in the mall? That's that's awful. Do you take this bear? <laughs> I literally took yeah, the bear. Yeah, no, this is Waylon Jennings. I'm, Waylon Jennings. I'm taking the bear. Better ding, 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 steal this bear. The cl- see, uh, this is what I love. It, it says, the claim is only partly clue, true, which is all I need for this to be awesome. Yeah. The bear does not have the authority to solemnize weddings, but the state of Kentucky cannot invalidate marriages performed by unqualified persons. So that means if the people did get officiated by this stuffed taxidermied bear, the state cannot officially annul that marriage so even though it doesn't have the authority to actually do it if you were lucky enough to get it done and before you're caught you're married well you go tell that bear that it can't be married people and this is what I've been saying for a while man like um Forget gay marriage being a threat to traditional marriage. I'm more about bear marriage. Yeah. Fucking bears marrying people off. I'm all about bear monogamy. I think they should have one partner. I like bear polyamory. I'm pretty sure bears are monogamous, are they not? Are they? I have no idea, actually. I feel like I should know that. Let's make unsubstantiated claims. Okay, they're all asexual. Bears can't have sex, they never have. Every single bear pops out of the ground. (laughs) From a bear tree. Bear (laughs) tree. Bears grow on trees. Yeah, yeah, that's what pine trees are. There was one part where in the movie there's kids up a tree and they're like, um, it's okay, bears can't climb trees. And they're like, that's not true. Bears can't climb trees. <laughs> and the bear does climb trees. There's another line that I really love in it where, um, so uh, the it's hard to explain without you seeing the movie, but... Yeah, it's really cop, your fault. Cop is, <laughs> cop is on the um, top of a gazebo and there's a bear down below with these other characters and seen some cocaine and they're like should we shoot the bear and the cop responds the way I just was like no wait see what happens first let's see what kind of an effect this has let's see what it does like that is the most real reaction of any character in this movie yeah (laughs) Um, should we talk about Ray Liotta a little bit more let's talk how do you feel like he's like I know that it's a weird movie for him to to have died after like Mm. for his his last movie no one plans to die after Cocaine Bear no no, which is weird because he does die in Cocaine Bear. Spoiler alert! Pretty badly too. Pretty badly. Yeah. I, it's also like right. It's 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 the conclusion it's the of last, the movie. Yeah. And also like 
it, it kind of goes back to me saying like the movie doesn't know who it wants you to care about or not care about because he's not set up to be a particularly bad guy at the beginning of the movie. Not really. No. He's, I mean, he's a drug dealer, but like I think it's a little bit black and white to say all drug dealers are bad and all drugs are naughty. I don't think that's the message of the film. You, you would more say like, well, he's unnecessarily hard on his son, Old Nine Rake. Yeah, he is hard on his son, but he's also not hard on his son because his, his son, son has abandoned his, his grandchild, son, and he's like, I'm done looking after the, your your kid. Look after him. Um, so yeah, and so, but so for him to die that hard, I thought was a little bit. A little bit out of maybe a bit much. I don't know. Well, that yeah, it's it's, it's a little clunky because yeah. like that's not the victory of the film that you think it is. Yeah, it, it's really not. We really needed a terror. Oh, there is an entire character in this movie that we've not mentioned once. Who and it and it really paints how useless she is. Oh my! Oh, that was my, probably my biggest problem. The Jennifer with the movie. Lawrence cop. Why the fuck is she in the? What is this? Who are you? This is very interesting. Okay, so there is a secondary character yes. in the Isaiah Whitlock Jr. plot line. Yes. And I'm going to look up her name. Who is this fellow cop? She's looking after the dog of Isaiah Whitlock while he goes looking for these drugs. She turns back up later in the movie. Mm. And, like, it almost almost tries to be, like, an emotional core of it. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm." This betrayal that we don't give a shit about. Yeah, Yeah. no one. And then then, uh, later on, it's like, I'm leaving this film. And like you can't leave, it's like watch me, and she just and she leaves. just walks out. Yeah, and then and there's no retribution for that either. It's it's she is so not needed in this movie at all, apart from to bring the dog back to the mountain. But he could have just brought the dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Absolutely. dog could have just been in in the in the car. She was weirdly. I, I don't I don't know what I feel the, for the, the actor because like she's oh, entirely she's, she's fine. Yeah. She's just useless. She yeah. doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Mm. And yeah, I feel like yeah that um, betrayal of like oh actually I'm on the payroll for the drug dealers, which is never explained, by the way. They never explain why they need this rookie police officer um, like on their books. Yeah, let's get the lowest rank police yeah. officer in this town on on the take. Why did, it's never explained why she needed to be there. It, 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 there's so much unexplained. It just goes into, like, the movie does not take the time to um, set up these characters nearly well enough to yeah. care about them. Which, it's like, go one way or the other. Like, I'm ha- if, if we just want to watch a movie of a bear killing a bunch of dudes... That's fine. We don't need to know who all the dudes are. Just just throw them in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. But they've kind of gotten this halfway point where they give some of these characters some backgrounds, some sympathetic like tendencies and traits, but they don't um, they don't give us enough to give a shit about. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character, I I, I genuinely still don't know if the, the director wants me to like him or not like him. Yeah, I, I, have, no, I have no idea. That's was like the most like SNL character walking in. Oh my god, it was so like, weird. Wilder. It was it was re- it was really off putting. It, it was very broad. Yeah, and and what he want, he wanted to fuck Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale wanted to fuck him. He he, he seemed like down. he wanted it. He yeah. seemed like he was ready for it. They should have done that. Fuck. I'd watch that movie. Absolutely. And that, and yeah, that, and the rest of the film is about that. It's a big swerve. Yes. The first 20 minutes is about cocaine. Bed. There's these two ambulance drivers who pop up, and I think they do a good job, but they, they're they just fodder for this bear. But that's exactly how it should be. Like that's It should be all character. There should be one main character. Who do you think the main character of this movie was? I honestly think you could do, like, I, I think you could do the two kids. They didn't do that. I know. You could have done that. That would yeah. that would have been good because like, we don't see Dee Dee again for like an hour. The the, the top the top ranked in this film yeah. in terms of cast is Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. And like she, she seems to be like the, like she's the one pushing them towards the yeah. end of the film. We need to go here, we need to do this. It's her, her daughter that's gone missing. Yeah. So it feels like she should be like the, the badass yeah. in this movie. So she's really not. I would have thought, you know, Alden Aaron Wright, maybe he's like the main the main guy. Mm. But he's also not. He he's barely there. It seems like he's just wandering around the woods he doesn't even know what he wants yeah and, and we're, we're touching on the thing that we've been sort of working through this entire time yeah. the film wants it both ways yes and and it's that it's that tug of war that 
not ruins it, but that holds it back. It, it does hold it back. It's if they had just had the. I think if the screenwriter and the director had the courage to just say, "Fuck it, we're making a bear that eats a bunch of people." Movie. Yeah. There, there's there does not have to be any like subtext there. We don't have to try hard about making you care about these people. Have one main character, sure, like one main character that we care about. It's like um, it's like with Jaws. We had three three characters, and that's in Jaws more than enough. Yeah. Really. You could have just had two. Hmm. We care about uh, Brody and uh, the marine biologist guy and the ship guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I know their names. His name's the, Quint, damn you. Quint, of course, Captain Quint. Um, yeah, we, we, but in this movie we have ten people. And we're not sure. For a minute I was like, oh, is Margot Mondale the main character? Because we're following I her wish. quite a lot. God, she killed it. It's it's we, we keep dancing around it. Pick one. Margot Mondale could have been a great main character. The kids could have been really good if we just followed them. Old Terry Nera, Russell yep. could have been fine. Uh, Old Nera and uh, J- uh, was it O'Shea Jackson could have been fine. But we don't focus on just one of them. We focus on like four or five or six different like plot lines mm. that we that never that don't seem to go anywhere. They don't seem fulfilled. No one really gets an arc in this movie. Maybe Old Nera does. I don't really understand why he. Would, you you, are, know? you are told by the end he has That's completed an arc. You're told he's like yes, oh, I'm 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 going to be a good dad now. But really, nothing's happened to him. No. No. He just got dragged along. Turns out friendship was the cocaine we made along the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, any final thoughts about this movie, Carl? Um, look, again, I feel like if you, you could go through this entire podcast and see how hard we've been on it, but I think it's because we see the potential that's there. I think you're right. I think if you have a group of friends, mm. five or six, if you, if you have a few drinks and just sit back and roast this movie along with enjoying this movie, yep. like it's actually worth it. Yeah, but it's not a movie that's so bad it's good. But no, 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 no. And, that, I mean? and that's the shame. It's, yeah. it's very much a five on ten. Yes. I love ones on tens. I love ten out of tens. Mm. A five on ten is like a tough sell. Yeah. It's funny. The, the man in a movie is like a, a genre that's that's ripe for, um, for, for being silly. You've got like Sharknado, right? Mm. Which knows what it is and doesn't pretend to be anything else. And that's why people really like those films. Snakes on a Plane similar thing it's, it's a silly movie they go a bit more serious with it but yeah. you're not you're not under any false pretense that you're here to watch some like Oscar bait movie no. this movie it just it's a little bit further to the serious side of, of Snakes on a Plane I yeah. think. and I think that if they just let let go of that pretense and let it be like a Sharknado do you know what it reminded me of more than anything what was that it's, it's the Transformers movies right because everyone goes like I don't care about these human characters turn my Please, brain off yeah, get, get them out of the way I want to see some yeah. Transformers fight would, it would be a great movie if we had the cocaine bear and some cocaine other animals. Yeah. And, and the humans are just there to, to spectate. So um, Kevin Smith, a few years ago, was going to make this film called Moose Jaws, which is, which is just Jaws, but it's, <laughs> but a, it's moose. a moose. Yeah. So if it yeah. was like Moose Jaws versus Cocaine Bear. You oh, that would yeah, be great. You need to Alien versus Predator yeah. this and give an equally absurd counter. I would watch the shit out of Moose Bear versus Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Uh, Mo- Mo- sorry, was it Moose Jaws versus Cocaine Bear? Yeah, exactly. I would watch the shit out of that movie. So maybe this is the first step. Maybe they see yeah. that the errors they made with this film and, and go somewhere else and then you can do something truly absurd. I want this movie to be successful. Me too! I mean, I'm selfish because this is great content for this very niche podcast, but um, but I want movies that are silly and absurd and, and unique like this. I, I, want, I want more of this. So I want it to do well. It sounds like budget-wise it's doing really well. It's made its money back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's. What would you okay, look, um, take take the man eater aspect out of it? Because we'll do that ranking later. Got it. If this was just your your general movie opinion, mm-hmm. where are you? What are you giving this a score out of ten? Like it's hard to say, but honestly, I'd give it a flat five. A five? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's and again, this isn't like an IGN scale where seven out of ten equals five out of ten. <laughs> yes. No, I mean this is like well and truly a standard 
like Hollywood movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I agree with you, and I think that like looking at like Rotten Tomatoes, that seems to be where it's sitting, like mm. a, you know five point four or something like that. Um, it's actually getting a reasonably warm reception yeah. audience wise. I think people are leaning into like the the gross mm. absurdity of this kind of thing, and they enjoy that. It's just sustaining it. That's the problem. I think maybe because of the timing that it's come out. It's come out like a week or two before the Oscars have come out. So you know people's. You know, the cultural thought is currently on these, you know, high concept, um, you know, movies that make that really make you think. And then, you know, some of them are quite, you know, uh, pretentious potentially. Mm-hmm. So maybe part of it is people are liking to see a movie that is just dumb. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, just, oh, just a dumb premise. Absolutely. Know? It's kind of, it's, you need it. You can't just have serious, serious, serious. Films. You do need some stupid shit to yeah. watch on your on your but genre movies. films done effectively yeah. are amazing like I'm, I'm hanging out for the next John Wick because I know yeah. that they do what they do yeah. they take it seriously and they do a good job on it yeah I'm fucking so keen for that yeah exactly so I think I'd get yeah I'd go 5 out of 10 for for that so we'll do we'll do our man eater movie ranking now let's hit it I'm gonna let you go first mm-hmm. so we're, we're looking at not just how great a film it is as, as, a, as a filmmaking exercise but um, where does it sit in the pantheon of like man eater films and you know how close to reality does it stick okay so I'm gonna let you go first we'll, we'll say what do we usually do we're set of 5 it's out of 5 5 uh Chicken wings. Let's call it that. No, we don't do stars. We'll do five out of five chicken wings. Okay, well, look, the bear doesn't do anything out of reality. Do you know what I mean? It's not like flying around the place. Um, So I've got to give it credit for that. Am I ranking it in terms of like where it sits in the pantheon of rather like... You might have seen, yeah, sure. Uh, Like, honestly, maybe a three. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, I'd say it's a very... If you're just going off... It's filmmaking. It's it's a, probably a two point five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Like as a as a man in a film, it sticks pretty close to reality with what a bear could do if it was coked up. Um, you're right. It's not flying around. It's, it doesn't do anything that a bear couldn't do. I uh, you know people might say, oh, it wouldn't be able to chase over an ambulance. Black bears are fast. Yeah, dude. Black bears are fast as fast as a horse. Yeah. Um, for short bursts of time, so absolutely could do that, especially if it's coked out of its mind. Mm. Um, you know. You have to deduct. I mean, we're not making documentaries here. You potentially have to deduct some points for the amount of um, extrapolation that the that the screenwriter does. For like, none of this really happened, right? No. To to lean into the it's an inspired by a true story kind of thing. They really use that word inspired. There's a lot of um, heavy, yeah. there's a lot of leaning on that word there. Um, but I think I'd, I'd go. I'd say probably like a three point five for, for me. Mm-hmm. There's some really bad man edited movies out there which pulls. The average down a lot. Yeah. You've, got, you've got great ones like Jaws, like Jurassic Park, but then you have some real duds like well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you could basically yeah. do like a Mount Rushmore of truly great man oh, movies. We should do that one day. That'd be good, Maybe man. we'll we want, we'll save that we'll save that for another episode. We'll just Please. like that idea. We'll do that. We'll, you'll have to come back and we'll do that again. Yes, yes. You've you've. Oh, damn it! Out. I haven't sunk the shadow. <laughs> no, inspired <laughs> more episodes. Well, I think yeah. Let, let's leave that there. Cocaine Bear, fantastic. Out in cinemas, go and see that. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Um, I yeah. Support that movie. I think it's it's worth supporting unique uh, films. And um, great. So Carl, we're gonna take a little break now. When we come back, we'll um, we'll do the rest of the show. Are you happy to stick around and um, read some news articles and do some trivia? James. Yeah. What? I would love nothing more. What about a kiss? Give me. All right. This might not be such a short break now. All right. Um, we'll take a short break. We'll hear some messages and we will be back momentarily. 
and we are back. Um, Carl, we forgot to do something at the beginning of this episode. Every uh, episode we do, we start with a grief of the week, an airing of grievances, things that have wronged us, pissed us off, ground our gears. Uh, totally skipped over that. I, I think I was just excited to see. I appreciate you saying that. I will say I did feel like something was missing yes, the entire I, time. I felt like we got into it way too quickly. Would you like to do a grief of the week now? Can I? Can I Please really? Do. Can I? Oh, God. Oh, my bones. Oh, his penis just, like, broke. Yeah, it's got an elbow. All right. What, what, is, what is grinding your gears lately, bud? Mate, I am a walker, okay? I do it for leisure and for uh, fitness. What's and, happening? And, and I bloody... Oh. My, What's happening? And, and, and I, I walk the foreshore every weekend, okay? I go up uh, over the hill into town. I walk along the beach. I wave hello, you know? I'm <laughs> for those of you watching Home Colors doing an incredible physical comedy routine. That's not true at all. Uh, I walk the foreshore. I go out beyond the break wall. Mate, it's a bloody bliss. Uh, okay. But the supercars are in town this weekend. The, 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 this, the, 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 I, I can't even describe because I'm not a sports person at all. Fast it's, cars. Fast cars go bang. Um, <laughs> all around the Newcastle CBD residential area I'm not going to be able to walk oh my god my route's going to have to change there's nowhere else to walk in Newcastle I fuck you I'm, I'm serious <laughs> how dare you <laughs> uh, but, but to tie this in the main eat is uh, I'm not going to be able to see the seagulls grift tourists steal their chippies no but do you, uh, have you seen this no what's this? seagulls are wise because <laughs> they're getting wise to the supercars no this is great I saw a seagull that had one leg okay yes. and it was hopping around uh, and, I, I've heard of pitiable, this. Pitiable, yep. sad. Give it a chippy. Oh, oh it's the least I can Mom, do. Mom, can I give the one a chippy? It's got one leg. Yeah, all the rest are doing fine. This one's got one leg. All right. You fucking, you throw it a chip. Yeah. It goes, um, thank you. Pops that second leg down. Other it's like, leg. See you later, fuckers. It's, it's ableist. It's, it's yeah. Imagine if I did that. <laughs> Okay. Imagine I show up to a casting call in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Be like, I, I, Mr. Chapman, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, we're really, really uh, excited to see thank what you. you can, we can do here. Let's well, I, I do have to say, uh, I do have a little bit of a gripe. Um, there, th- this building was not wheelchair accessible. We are so sorry. Well, it's, uh, it just meant that I had to get out of my wheelchair, walk up three flights of stairs, put it back down, and sit in the chair. Wait, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my disability is all physical, by the way, not mental. Mm. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks for your time. Yeah, I will call you. <laughs> that was me in my last job interview. I am mentally disabled, uh, but I will work really hard. Um, so your gripe is supercars. Yeah. For I don't know if you're aware, most of our listeners are not from here. Most listeners are from the US. Do you want to explain... <clears throat> the foreshore, do you want to explain supercars? Yeah, you know what? I apologize that's for fine. our international listeners, yeah, that's for right. those of our friends in America. Uh, so essentially, we've got like a pop-up NASCAR coming. <laughs> pop-up NASCAR is the best way to describe it. We do. We it have a pop-up really NASCAR. Is. We're a coastal town here yep. in Newcastle. We yep. have a lovely set of beaches. Mm-hmm. You might have seen us on Lonely Planet's 10 most visible tourism spots. Let me just like give you a, you know, imagine uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah. Beautiful city, very hilly. Mm. We've got some hill, steep yep, hills as well. Absolutely, not, not nearly like that, but coastal town. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yep. Now imagine someone fucking barricades half of your houses in, literally, so they can have a race cars on the residential streets that are narrow as fuck. You wake up, okay? You live in this <laughs> idyllic paradise. You wake up, it looks like District Nine outside. <laughs> it really does. It's cr- bus stops. Buses cannot stop. Yeah, people cannot get off their bus. You have dudes in fluoro vests saying, "No, nah, you can't walk here," and you're like, "But I live here." You can't walk here. Supercars happens in 16 weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, they they block off the city for because it's only a three day event. Hmm. But the the barricades and I've been and going the, up for weeks. 
weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, and, and again, it, it's a lovely little uh, boost for our economy. Supposedly, Fine. apparently, I don't. There've never been any costings. We don't know. I'm no. getting really into this, but no. yeah, it is. And it's I hear a lot of annoying. businesses that are like, we can't open because yeah. we, we're in the barricades. Yeah, where are people supposed to buy their food? Oh, sorry, we're bringing food in. Just eat the exhaust from the car. Just eat the seagulls. Just put your mouth on the tailpipe, bud. <laughs> eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good grief. Well done. I, I'm a, I, I will not partake in the grief of the week. It's what uh, you did it so well. I feel like I uh, you've to. really hung me out to dry. Um, <laughs> you need it because you're quite wet right now. Mm. Okay, um, we are going <laughs> to move on now to our scratch of the day. Eret. That's why we don't need the interstitial. We'll just do that. <laughs> oh, so I thought we were doing DJ scratches. That was great. Okay, so the scratch of the day, Carl, <laughs> a segment of the show where we will uh, look up some news articles that have happened in the last few weeks regarding animal attacks, any animal-human confrontation. We've got some good ones for you, some fun ones, some kind of sad ones. Let's. Do you want to do a little bit of a, a sad sandwich? Start. We'll start off with a with a. Well, I mean, none of these are good people died, but we'll start off with a entertaining one, yep. and then kind of a sad one involving a child, okay. and then uh, another one. So. Oh, our, oh, banter about the first one then I'll get too awkward for the please middle do. one please yeah. do so the first uh, this is a crazy story our first story is from Newsweek um, the headline reads man who survived hyena attack trampled to death by an elephant so Jess Thompson is the person who wrote this story what um, luck I know so a man has been trampled to death by an elephant only three day, uh, three years after surviving an attack from a hyena oh well come on I mean I uh- I thought this was, like, within the hour. I thought it yeah, no, it was three. three. Boo! I thought it was going to be three days as well. Uh, Mazi Musili Musumbi, a 72-year-old father of six... Damn. ...from uh, Ilkoni Village in Kenya's Kimwezi East constituency, was attacked by the elephant. Thank you for clapping on March 1st as he walked home. African names I'm okay with. It's when we get to Indian stories. I really struggle with hmm. the names. Um, this wasn't Musembi's first altercation with wild animals. He was attacked by a hyena three years previously when attempting to save his livestock. Now, I've got to give credit. Okay, so how old is this dude? You said he was 72. Se- 72. Yeah. So he was 69, nice, when he was nice. attacked by the hyena. Nice, and, dude. Dude, nice. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and still managed to, like, fend it off. Yeah. So yeah. well done, dude. That's that's no that's no small thing. That's like Liam Neeson in the grey. Africans don't fuck around. No. Okay, so he confronted a hyena that attacked our livestock in 2020. His widow, Joseph uh sorry, Josepheta Muthu Muthu told local, uh, local news site Nation. The hyena had killed one of the cows, and as he attempted to get rid of the animal, he received a bruise on his hand. <laughs> Did you see my face drop then? The hyena gave him a dead arm. The elephant attack happened in an area bordering Savo East National Park, which is home to vast herds of dust-red elephants, as well as rhinos, buffaloes, lions, leopards, hippos, and crocodiles, according to Kenya Wildlife Service. Savo, uh, I don't know if you know this, Carl, Savo, of course, the home of the legendary Savo man-eating lions. That's right. Uh, From the Michael Douglas movie. The Michael Douglas movie, exactly. That's what they're known for. Um, No, yeah, basically in Nigeria and uh, Kenya, I think it was. Yeah. Um, well, when you mentioned this guy yes. and how he died, I was expecting you, because I'm listening to, you, mm. to your show, I expected you to say he died from cow. Cows are dangerous, man. From, cows are in, dangerous. In, in yeah. the 50 States episode, the yeah. number of times that cows were the cows main... Drop it. Dogs, cows. With the 50 States episode, I kind of had to, like, shuffle bend, things of, yeah, bend yeah. the rules a little bit, because but, otherwise it would be like, cow, 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 dog, mosquito. But I also would never have thought that cows would kill people. Well, it's because we're in proximity to them so much. Like, it's 
they're they're just big fucking meat things. Yeah. Like they just they don't kill people on purpose a lot. They just like people get into their pens with them and then they just, just get crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, elephant is a heck of a way to go. It's a wild way to go. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a little. He got a bruise on his hand from the from the. It's actually impressive for you to fight a hyena and only get a bruise. Oh yeah, well you should have seen the hyena though. He had an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not appropriate to say Indian burn. Huh? It's African burn. Sorry, because we're in Africa. It's also you're cancelled. Let's cancel Carl Gregory. Let's on do the it. This is the whole reason I brought Yay! you in. I sank me. <laughs> After being trampled by an elephant, the man's body remained at the scene for most of the next day. Well, I'm not going to go get it. No, I'm not doing it either. <laughs> Residents dragged the corpse out with Ke- the Kenyan national flag and prevented the police from collecting the body in protest of the lackluster response by the KWS to the multiple cases of animal-human conflict in the area. Oh, good on them. Good on them. Mm. We are tired. And re- this is a quote. Normally I do accents with the quote, but I'm not going to do this one. I don't want to be cancelled. No. Nah. We are tired. <laughs> I'll try to do it now. <laughs> there is a workaround. I can do a South African accent. Oh, which can, you can be white. But of course. Yeah. We are tired of the rampant attacks oh, by elephants. Oh, no. What a bad choice. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, doesn't fit. These fucking prawns. The government has turned their blond eye, <laughs> blood ear, to a... Let me read you this quote. The government has turned <laughs> a blind ear. Yeah. They don't listen. That's not a saying. It is now. Blind ear, blind eye. Yeah. Deaf ear. Okay, true. True. Yeah, yeah okay. that's my, you know, All right. that's my cry. Right. Ouch, this hair's been split, <laughs> but uh, cool. Um, yeah, the government has turned a blind ear to the plight of farmers in this region, local and resident Muli Mulvu told Nation. Deaf eye, good. I hate that. And a <laughs> dumb tongue. That one actually that's works. Correct. That's, that's correct. That's yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, insensitive. A limp tongue. Yeah, a limp tongue. God. That's what my favorite. Yeah. Anyway, um, my nickname in high school. Animal-human conflict is where animals are forced to enter populated areas, leading to animals on the humans. On the humans. Yeah, leading to animals. At- oh, leading to attacks on the humans or their <laughs> livestock, and subsequent retaliatory killings of the animals by enraged residents. This conflict has been especially bad in Mosambi's region of Kenya, with wild elephants having destroyed crops, grain stores, and plastic water tanks in their search for food, despite efforts to keep them out using electric fences. No one ever talks about the, the death of plastic water tanks. No one does. No one does. For good reason. Doesn't. Doesn't matter. Uh, KDOS should be protect proactive rather than reactive, a country woman's representative, Rose Musu, told the nation. They should also construct dams in the park to prevent the animals from sneaking into farmlands. They want to moat. Yeah. They want to fucking moat. Oh, yeah. Elephants can swim, bro. What? They have snorkel face. It's like, their whole, it's like their whole thing. They do have snorkel face. They have snorkel face. face. I feel like you idiots. You just made this easier. Between 50 and 120 problem elephants are killed by Kenyan wildlife authorities every year, contributing to the endangered species population decline, according to the World Wildlife Fund. Over the past century, populations of African elephants have dropped from 5 million to around 470,000, with animal-human conflict being one of the major drivers for their reduced numbers. This conflict with elephants is expected to worsen with the effects of climate change. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> As increasingly dry conditions from droughts lead to depleted water and food sources. Maybe they should make a dam. When are we going to get to like the Jurassic World Kingdom where we can just integrate? Yeah, where we can just clone the extinct animals. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about this shit. Oh, so I can clone a little so Kira Knightley and be annoyed by her the entire film. <laughs> there are lots of measures to mitigate human-wildlife conflict that depend on specific context. Wildlife biologist and assistant professor at the University of Washington, Brianna Abrams, told Newsweek. 
This is a long article. We're going to leave it there. Um, residents of Ilkhani have called for the KWS to kill the rogue elephant that trampled Musimbi. Musimbi's body was eventually removed from the scene, but only after locals, after local police fired tear gas and opened fire to disperse the villagers. His oh. body was then taken to a hospital. I thought that was going to be for the elephant. No, no, the elephant fucked off. Smart. Yeah, he's Smart. like, Smart. Peace. I'm out. I, I did what I came to do. He's little. I didn't know he was there. Build a moat. <laughs> Build the moat. Build the moat. Look, I'm just an African elephant, all I'm right? I'm so sick of these fucking elephants. You tried to use tear gas, but I don't cry, okay? It's a fact. You saw the failing New York Times said I called him Snorkel Face. I didn't call him Snorkel Face. <laughs> never did. Never have. Okay. Look, I agree. Carl shouldn't have said Indian bird. <laughs> bad choice. We, we're, we're a non-woke podcast here, Carl. I don't know if you know that. Look, I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm not, even, I'm not even as a joke. We joke, we don't woke. No. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> We've done I don't it. even know that. I don't, I don't want people to... It? No, it just it gets the people going. I don't want people to hear this and think I'm actually like an anti-woke fucking Ron DeSantis no. motherfucker. I don't no, no, give no. a shit. I'll say what you want. Yeah, don't say it. I don't care. Is that a Confederate flag? Uh, uh, no, that's a Nazi flag. It's oh, just cool. like it, I dyed it a little blue. Okay. I thought they needed some design tips. Dabba dee, dabba die. <laughs> what? <laughs> that one went away over my head. <laughs> okay, we're going to go on to another story now. Now, I try to warn people when this happens. Um, this does involve an attack on a child. Um, obviously don't know what happens in the story because we haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be, be warned that uh, this could go bad. So the headline reads, Mountain lion that viciously attacked a five-year-old in California will not be removed from the wild. A mountain lion that attacked a five-year-old boy hiking in California with his family will not be removed from the wild, according to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. The boy, identified by a relative just by his name, Jack, could have died from his injuries had his mother not carried him to safety following the harrowing attack on Tuesday night. So he lived. He survived, so we can make fun of it. Brilliant. That's the the best news. We can be... Throw a punch, kid. Oh, God. You little bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) DNA testing of the animal confirmed it was the same mountain lion responsible for the boy's trauma, the Department of Fish and Wildlife said in a tweet. I like how this place is really important community information via tweet now. Look, dude, check my TikTok. Okay, we addressed the whole thing. <laughs> they, they use, like, some weird TikTok sound. Dumb ways to die. <laughs> the department said it was repeatedly denied access to private properties where the animal is believed to be, forcing it to conclude its investigation of the disturbing attack. Ah, so these Californians are protecting it. Sounds like there's, like, some anti-gun uh, control bunker in the in the area they can't go into. Since the day of the attack, oh. CDFW... This is California. It shouldn't be yeah. like that, right? <clears throat> Since the day of the attack, CDFW and allied agency personnel have been denied access to the primary uh, private property and adjacent private properties for the purpose of att- attempting to capture the offending mountain lion. The department stated... <gasps> Sorry, I broke out of it. This lack of access, combined with worsening weather and the nomadic nature of a mountain lion, has diminished the chances for a successful capture of the offending mountain lion. Jack was walking with his mother and grandmother not far from their family farm on the day of the attack. Uh, The boy ran ahead when the mountain lion pounced on him, pinning him to the ground, according to officials. Want to make a joke about the little boy being pinned to the ground? No. What is he, a priest? (laughs) I was just going (laughs) to... Jesus. Jesus Christ. I was just going to say, what was Nan doing? Okay, we hear that... No, we hear that mum is, like, carrying the kid down the mountain. We hear the kids being attacked. Nan's just like, oh, 
I'll go and make some butterscotch. Has anyone played today's Wordle? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jack's mother charged at the animal, believed to be a carp, ultimately scaring it off. The boy was taken to a trauma centre where he was treated for puncture wounds and other injuries. Um, Dude, what a story to tell a kindy. Sorry, um, um, Billy, uh, Jack, it's your turn for uh, show and tell. Uh, uh, here's the massive fucking wound I have from Here's the stump I've got from when Nan didn't do shit. The word was uh, chaos, by the way. The wordle word. Yeah. Chaos. It's a great oh, one. I always start with piano. Do you piano. know? Three, three uh, vowels. Three vowels. That's good. That's yeah. good. I like uh, chasm. Is mm-hmm. good. There's one with audio as well. Audio is good. Four vowels. Shit. But no E. Mm. Yeah. What a weekend. What a, what, a, what a trendy topic to be talking about in a podcast <laughs> in early 2023. Do the kids still play Wordle? No one plays Wordle. It died. The New York Times killed it. God damn it. Failing New York Times. Jack has many less... Oh, sorry. Jack has many lacerations, especially on his precious face. <laughs> she said that. In addition to a fracture near one eye. Damn it, Jack. That's your moneymaker. His aunt. Auntie what? Oh, Arnie. Arnie what? Oh, Amy it's, it's, it's Arnie Army. Arnie Wagner, German, so Damn. just watch out, wrote on a GoFundMe page set up to help Jack with medical expenses. Oh. He is covered in cuts, bruises, and scratches, but his spirit remains intact. Is he bruised on his hand? Pro- no, no, no. That's only when hyenas attack you. Sorry. I'm not surprised that if there was a kid who could wrestle a mountain lion and come out on top, it would be Jack. Well... I'm pretty sure he would pin him. Yeah. Let's not get cocky. He survived. Yeah. He's a good kid. You're going to give this kid a big head. He'll go out looking, looking for mountain, for mountain lions. Looking for mountain lions, yeah. Fuck. Um, that's basically for the story. Mountain lion uh, attacks on humans are rare. In the state of California, there have only been about 20 confirmed attacks in over a century, according to the Department of Fire, Fire and Wildlife. Well, look, I'll legit say, thank goodness this kid survived. Of course. Well done, Jack. Yeah. Well done, Jack, and Auntie, and uh, oh, Nan. Nan. Sorry, Grandma. Your wordle skills need improving. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, try bitch. <laughs> try, try slut. Yeah. That's only four. I know coward won't four fit. Four with a double T. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, we'll move on to our, like, last one. Please. Um, this is another interesting one. Man and his grandson killed within hours of each other in separate tiger attacks. Okay, now, this is what I wanted from the first one. Okay, hours of each other. Serendipity. Okay, an elderly... In- oh, it's Indian. Oh, God. That's not me being prejudiced against Indians. It's just Indian names and place names really trip me up, so... Do your best. Here's how we go. I believe in you. Whew, okay. <clears throat> an Indian man and his teenage grandson were killed by the same tiger... Same tiger. ...within 12 hours of each other, as dramatic videos captured the aftermath of the deadly attacks. Raju, a Jenna Kurumbu tribesman in Karataka, was fatally mauled by a Bengal tiger when he stepped out of his home near the uh, Nagarahol Tiger Reserve at around 6.30 a.m. February so well. 13th. The Hind... 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 Oh, Hindu. You fucked it. <clears throat> Hindu reported. Differing reports from the Hindu Jam Press and the Deccan Herald put Raju's age at 70 or 75. What? These old guys are getting fucked. Why are these animals going after the septuagenarians? Well, it's, I mean, the, the real answer is because they're easy prey. We don't know that. No, we do. He's <laughs> buff. He, I mean, he's not, though. He's dead. So he's not anything anymore. No. Um, so, jeez, that was dark. Um, the, re- the real reason, yeah, the majority of all animal attacks are, um, you know, kids and elderly people because they're easier to target. And tigers, tigers are opportunistic hunters. They, When you're hunting a tiger, you're often like, 
trying to find it, it more than likely has already seen you when you're running a tiger, which is something really freaky. I know we're still developing the story, but yeah. I really still do want to know whether or not it was in the same area or if this tiger was like, now that the, the grandpa's gone. I'm hunting gone, down the yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm ending the lineage. I like their specific taste of blood. Yeah. The elderly man's grisly demise came just 12 hours after his no, grandson. Not a grizzly, it was a tiger. Yes. I, I'm reading the article. Mm-hmm. It says grizzly. What? Grizzly. Oh, you don't know what grizzly means? No, I don't know what articles are. Oh, okay. Okay, it's basically like a clickbait. It, it used to be news. It's not news anymore. Is it like BuzzFeed? Kind of. Cool. It's like college humor. doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, Um. yeah, the elderly man's grizzly demise came after 12 hours after his grandson, Chathan, who was 18, was also killed by a big cat while harvesting coffee on a plantation about five hours away. So, so there, there you go. go. Pretty, pretty far away. Damn. Um, yeah, interest, interesting. In a cruel twist, Raju had attended Chathan uh, Chethan's funeral right before his own death. Shut up. This yeah. is some Final Destination shit. a quick shit. funeral, too. In in our country, we'd do a funeral like a couple days to a week after the death. This guy just died. They were like, put him in the ground. Do it. I guess they've got shit to do. Do like, time. A third, pa- a third family member, Jay Armour, 56 years old, died of shock after hearing about oh the double tragedy jam press. Bury the lead. This, this whole family's cursed. Yeah. Jesus. Because Raju and Chethan were attacked somewhat close together, officials assumed they were killed by the same tiger and immediately began searching for the animal. That's a weird assumption, but okay. Yeah. In one video, townspeople can be seen yelling in a crowd of, as terror over the animal guru. B.N. Uh, Murthy, a conservator of forests for the... Oh, God. Kamrataka Kod... Fuck off. So I don't know. Tribe. Yeah. Told the Hindu that the combining operations involve five, or the combing operations involve five elephants and almost 150 field staff, as well as 25 trap cameras. Mm. After hours of fruitless searching, the nine year old tiger, suspected to have been behind the attacks, was found near the Nanachi gate of the Nagara Hall Reserve. Just a cigarette. Said. Yeah. All right, you got me. Oh, that was good. In a brief video, uh, it shows the animal lounging in what looks like a long cement tube before it was reportedly sedated and removed to captivity. They captured it. That sounds to me like some mobster talk. Let's just say he's going to be lounging in a long concrete tube. <laughs> oh, you re- you literally wanted him in a large concrete tube? Oh, oh I was just going to shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> I was just going to turn his head around 180 degrees. <laughs> Seven times. <laughs> I, uh, by the way, we just we I saw a video that was like, how many times do you have to think you have to turn a human head before it just comes off? No pulling, just twisting it. Every anytime I've done it, like seven times. Apparently, it's like four, three and a half times, and the head will just pop off. Is that apparently? Oh, I've been I've been wasting so much effort. You've been listening to the wrong podcast. I've been doing it the wrong way. Um, in the meantime, uh, some Indian officials lambasted forest workers for not taking appropriate action to apprehend the tiger following Chithan's death. If the forest department finds difficulty in handling tigers, give us powers and we will handle tigers. A politician said. But yeah, go Fuck on. off. All right, dude, take off your suit and tie and yeah, go out and, yeah. and you get it. Dick. Uh, Minister for Law and Parliamentary Affairs J.C. Madhuswarni told, told the Legislative Assembly that the forest department officials would be punished if it was found their carelessness led to Chathan and Raju's deaths. <laughs> Look, yeah. You thought you had a bad boss. These guys <laughs> fucking cranky. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, okay, so the really sad story is that, yeah, two people died, 18-year-old and a, and a what was a 79-year-old. Genuinely Someone, unfortunate. Yeah, I can't remember. Plus a woman who died of shock. That's wild. That's obviously sad. All in a day. All from the same family in a day. The only, you know, glimmer of, of good news is that um, the tiger wasn't killed. It mm. was sedated and taken to thing. That, that, I think that that's probably going to be a developing story. So if 
I look up the next week and see if the tiger has been released or killed. Um, or if there's be anyone a, from this family left, a follow up. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes, it breaks out of prison and goes after the rest of the family. I'm not done yet. I've still got Nan on a wordle. I found a grenade <laughs> under my bunk. All right, we're going to uh, move on now to our beastly biography. Beastly biography, Carl. Um, I didn't have a sound for that. No, one, no, that's so. like you didn't. You didn't need one because I've already got them pre ready to go. Oh, thank it's God. good too. Oh, thank God. Let's listen to it again. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I need to hear it one more time. Okay. Came. Oh, jeez. Okay, so today we're talking about the Pink River Dolphin. Now, the reason we're talking about the Pink River Dolphin is because last week one of our uh, stories was about a woman who was attacked by a Pink River Dolphin in the Amazon. Uh, she had, like, her, I think it was her foot almost gnawed off. It was actually quite brutal. So What the hell? I was surprised that these river dolphins were such... An, when you think of a dolphin, you probably don't think of a, you know, a vicious man-eater. No, I've, I've, I've touched a dolphin. Did it give you consent? Uh, let's move on. Okay. Uh, the Pink River Dolphin also known as the Amazon River Dolphin, also known as the Bolto or Bafo. Um, and we've talked about Bato before as well in the uh, Amazon Santosaurus story. It was potentially one of the animals that caused the death of a lot of people. Anyway, it's a species of tooth whale classified in the family Indiadae. The three subspecies are distributed in the Amazon Basin, the Upper Madura River in Bolivia, mm-hmm. and the Orocono Basin, respectively. The Amazon River Dolphin is the largest species of river dolphin, with adult males reaching 185 kilograms in weight. Jeez! 1.5 meters in length. Adults acquire a pink... I couldn't resist. (laughs) Adults acquire a pink color, more prominent in males. What are you laughing about? Nothing, man. Pink's a girl color. Anyway, um... Gender is a social construct. Damn. Giving it its nickname, the Pink River Dolphin. Sexual dimorphism is very evident with males measuring 16% longer and weighing 55% more than females. Fat asses. Yeah, jeez. Like couch. in other toothed whales, they have a melon. <laughs> what do you think a melon is? I, I think it's like a fruit. Or Close. Uh, it's an organ that's used for bio, biosonar. The dorsal fin, although short in height, is regarded as long, and the pectoral. Fin <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear to God, this is big. Like, it does sound unnecessarily yeah. defensive. Like, hey, it's regarded as short, but you know, it's it's actually really long. This was written by a pink river dolphin. Um, hey, the, chick, have you seen my melon? <laughs> you want to see my big fucking dorsal fin? Look how pink I am! Look at my pectoral fins. They're also large. Uh, The fin size unfused vertebrae and its relative size allow for improved maneuverability when navigating flooded forest and capturing prey. Just the idea of a dolphin in a river. It's, It's... it, do, it's not, it doesn't seem real, but it's it is crazy. Real. Yeah. In 2008, the species was ranked by the International Union for Conservation of Nature as, as the being sexiest river-based animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Except it wasn't that. It was data deficient <laughs> due to the uncertainty regarding its population trends and impact. So, you know, when you've got the conservation, like, threatened, extinct, endangered, this animal is it's not, not on there. We have no fucking clue Damn, how many there are. It's like the Mewtwo of animals. While hunting is a major threat, in recent decades, greater impacts on the population have been due to the loss of habitat and inadvertent entanglement in fishing fishing lines. It's the only species of river dolphin kept in captivity, mainly in Venezuela and in Europe. It is also difficult to train and has a high mortality rate among captive individuals. Don't train it. Yeah. Free willy, but... 
pig, pink willy. Yeah. Um, so its population size, as we mentioned, unknown. We have no fucking clue how many of these are out. There could be a million. billions. Could be six. Um, they live for roughly 30 years, which is quite, you know. So do I. Oh, my God. That's, I'm turning... I'm turning pink bottle dolphin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> some some dolphins uh, live until they're thirty and aren't buried until they're seventy-five. Thirty. Teddy Roosevelt. 20. What? <laughs> That's a quote. I I I, nev- I didn't know the man. Didn't know him. No. Never listened to him. Big mustache. Like you. You got a bit of a Teddy Roosevelt thing going. I got on. a little bit. Looking good. Um, when you shave the beard, you should keep the mustache. Just at least while you're doing it, you've got to like see what it would look. This like. is just for you because listeners can't see. Do you like the blonde tips? I do. Did you want a purpose? Or? No, that's no. just where my face works, bro. <laughs> so as mentioned, they have a length of about 2.6 meters. They can weigh up to 160 kilograms. Jeez. Uh, no, 185 kilograms. I'm so sorry. Jeez. Its top speed in the water is 30 kilometers per hour, and they are found in Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Venezuela naturally, but as we heard, they are kept in captivity in some places in Europe. Well, there must be a few of them if they're spotted in so many places. Yeah. The Amazon River dolphin is carnivorous. Their diet usually consists of crustaceans, fish, and crabs. Potential man-eater status. So I've said here that I think it's potentially dangerous animal. Well, you've talked about an actual attack on Based a on, before. Yeah, but that's like really one of the only... Um, stories of it happening. There is rumours that when the Santosaurus, which was a paddle boat um, in the Amazon, it sank and hundreds of people died. They were eaten by something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bull shark is one of the mm, likely culprits, culprits piranha as well. Um, there is also flesh-eating bacteria in certain areas of the of the Amazon as yeah, well. Yeah, that's why you can't pee in the Amazon River, because it'll go up your pee hole. goes up your pee hole? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. A, apparently there's a fish that gets up your if pee If you have a laramel stream, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but also... Um, the, the pink river dolphin is also one of the potential culprits. So they, they have been rumoured to be dangerous to humans. Would you like to hear some fun facts about the pink river dolphin? I would like to hear more than one. I'm gonna, oh, I've got eight. Sufficient. <laughs> the Amazon River... These are also fun facts for kids, too, so they're fun. This better be. <laughs> the Amazon river dolphin has a very long beak. That's great. Which can contain up to 140 teeth. It's a lot of teeth. Up to. The body of the animal is extremely flexible, helping the dolphins swim even uh, through some of the very tight areas in the Amazon River. The animal is also able to swim upside down. Although according to... Me too. Yes, I can too. What's the big deal? Big deal. According to some experts, this position promotes better vision, given that the chubby cheeks of the dolphin are an obstacle to seeing downward due to when the animal's upright. (laughs) I just can't see where I'm going. I can't see my penis. My cheeks are too big. Was that a crab I ate or a person? (laughs) Better go upside down and look. Oh, everything's weird. <laughs> Due to living in highly murky waters with low visibility, these dolphins have small eyes and low vision. God, I relate. If you don't use it, lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as the rainy season comes, the Amazon River dolphins move to ponds and lakes Shut since up. the rivers are flooded. Yeah, so when they would like, the rains come. The, yeah, man, the this river rises. Dude, I've got a fucking kiddie pool. Dude, I turned on the tap and a dolphin came out. <laughs> <laughs> they can get. They are very twisty. Okay, back to the mental asylum okay. with you. Um, <laughs> they use a wide variety of whistles and clicks as a form of communication. Me too. Um, Dude, if I got wolf whistled, wolf whistled by, by a pink, yeah, you. Oh my god, his dorsal fins look oh, he's long. So upside down. God, his dorsal fin looks short, but it's actually quite long. Those cheeks. <laughs> Final fact: When hunting, these dolphins use echolocation. They send out sounds which pass through the water, bouncing from objects located in front of them and return to the animal, providing information about the type, size, and speed of the potential prey. Now, I don't want to flex, James, but I have played a dolphin in the past in a show that you and I did together. Yes. So that I, dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that is that's pretty familiar to me. There were some definitely some fun facts in there. Though. Remember when you slapped the shit at me during one of the shows? No, but I do remember <laughs> actually kicking our co-star really hardly. Which, who was it? It was um, Will. Was it Will? Oh, Will. Well, he he's give me the eggs. He deserved. Give me the eggs. <laughs> and he's like, please actually stop kicking me. I remember in our fight scene, you, there was one you just did I? Yeah, and it was great. It was it was good. And I remember there was no, I won't name them because podcast but one of our friends was watching it and I saw his face and he just went <gasps> and it was the best feeling well I'll apologize like, now regardless it was eight years ago hmm? Hmm? okay this uh, one isn't ow <laughs> my nuts <laughs> well you shouldn't have had him out Carl we're gonna finish the episode off now with some trivia oh, um, so I don't know if you're aware every episode we uh, end the episode with a bit of trivia mm-hmm. we answer the question from last week and I give you a new one so last week I asked the audience what is the most venomous snake in the world a, the inland taipan, B, the coastal taipan, C, the king cobra, or B, the banded crate. And I put that question up on Instagram and let people vote. And this was a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. Okay. Most people didn't get this correct. I would have gone B. Just you would have off. gone B, the coastal taipan. Yeah. You would be correct, yes. except <gasps> that it's not correct. Oh. It's incorrect. There's <laughs> probably a less roundabout way of saying that. That's my worst favorite kind of correct <laughs> so the answer is actually the inland taipan otherwise it's known as the western taipan um it's native to australia so here's some information by the way most people thought it was the king cobra i would say coastal taipan is the is the closest i think that's the second most deadly you mean king cobra you've got the status it seems like it has a big rep yeah and the banded crate some people voted for i think because they hadn't heard of that before and they thought like i was trying to trick them but yeah. it wasn't it's like the brown recluse like you you don't think that'd be the most deadly thing but no for sure so here's some information on on the inland taipan so it's native to australia uh this snake has the deadliest venom based on the median lethal dose or ld50 tests on mice according oh. yeah, yeah that's how we figure out how deadly things are oh poor mice Stuart little that's why he's in the bag um According to Merriam-Webster, LD50 <laughs> defines the amount of a toxic agent, such as poison, virus, or radiation, that is sufficient to kill 50% of a population of animals within a certain time. As informative as that was, it didn't need to start like a primary school speech. According Merriam- to Merriam-Webster, <laughs> the dictionary defines poisonous as <laughs> not good. As Jacqueline's mum. Fuck you, Jacqueline. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Inland taipans will make use of a single or multiple uh, quick bites when they attack. Symptoms of an inland taipan bite include headaches, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, collapse, and paralysis. Ugh. That's, yeah. I mean, I've had all of those except paralysis. But not at the same time. Huh? Do you want, do you want to try some paralysis? Yeah, dude. Dude, i got some paralysis with me, man. Woo! <laughs> Uh, the inland taipan's venom also contains... A, oh, sorry, I missed a bit. Um, there have been a few recorded bites by inland taipans. All have survived due to immediate medical attention. You hear that, taipans? You're weak. Go fuck yourself. The inland taipan's venom also consists of a spreading factor, or... Oh, this is a long word. Hydra... Oh, God. Hydruronidase enzyme. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Which increases the permeability of the toxins throughout the body. According to the Australian Venom Research Unit at the University of Melbourne, Austra- Melbourne, Australia, mm-hmm. we have to clarify that. Melbourne to you Americans. Yeah, Melbourne, Florida. Uh, here are the top five venomous, oh, poisonous snakes in the world as of 2015. So number one is the East uh, Inland Taipan. Go Australia. Yeah. Uh, most of these are Australian. The Eastern Brown Snake is next, mm-hmm. followed by the Coastal Taipan, the Tiger Snake, and the Black Tiger Snake. Damn. I believe all three, all five of those are from Australia. So, if you got that right, congratulations. And if you didn't, congratulations as well. You took a guess. Participation is nine-tenths of victory. Exactly. You've always said that, man. It's what a loser would say, but it's, it is what you said. It's the tad I've got on my forehead right next to damaged. 
You're going to like this one, Carl, because it it it, uh, it fits into the cocaine bear. And it, the answer... Actually, the, the answer wasn't in the movie, but it, it, it relates to it. I'll, okay. I'll explain. I'm curious. So here's this week's question. You have to finish the famous phrase that relates to bear attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, So the phrase goes, if it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. You heard that in the, in the movie. Yep. There is another part to this, right? The last part. If it's if polar, it's, if it's white. use the solar. If it's white... It's supreme. No, that's for the racist bears. Sorry. Uh, so the full thing is, if it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, what is the correct answer? A, try and be bright. B, say goodnight. C, prepare to fight. Or D, all right, all right, all right. I know the answer to this one. Uh, you know the answer? You I think you, I'm not going to tell you if it's right or not. No, no, no. Okay. Carl, finish this phrase. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, say goodnight. Very good. Okay. I believe so. I, I, I think the... like, And I don't want to lead the witness at all. But I if, think, if they all vote for this on the Instagram poll and you're wrong... I think the prevailing theory... Silly goose. If you are in the Arctic or Antarctic and you see a polar bear, mm. you're fucked. You're fucked either way, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, Even if you survive, you're still there. I will add a little... I was going to mention this next week, but with polar bears, they, the, the, they've changed the advice now. Have they? They used to say, you're fucked anyway. Oh. Don't even bother. Now they say, you might as well fight back. You might as well. You're not going to survive. Yeah, of course. You might as well fight back. Yeah. There's a chance that you could win. I'm you hoping win. that I'm wrong and the answer is, all right, all right, all right. It would be great if it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Looks like there's a polar bear right there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for our episode today. Carl, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. This, appropriately enough, has been wild, James. It, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I appreciate you spending your time here. Um <laughs> A little bit of time at the end of the episode to plug what you're up to. Plug you, because you have a show as well. You're a radio host. That's uh, right. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I do a show every Monday night on 2NURFM here in Australia. That's 103.7 for Australian based listeners. Uh, if you want to go to 2NURFM.com uh, for our international listeners, we have a uh, web player that you can listen to. Uh, my show is called The Songs We Share. It is an interview show based around music, so a 20 track playlist prompt that our guest will bring in. So if Things like a song from the first album they ever bought or a song that hurts, a song that heals, a song they've changed their relationship with. A song they've fucked to. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bone down song. Uh, and each week we have on a guest to share stories of their life and how this music relates. And you've had a few guests, because this is a relatively new It project. started at the yeah. beginning of the year. So you've so had, we've, who have you had before? So we've had uh, so, well, I, a, lot of, a lot of my friends, because it is about songs that we share, people that I know mm. and how we share songs. I've had some active friends of mine, uh, Stephanie Hilkman, who we've worked with together. Yep. You and I, uh, local musician Braden Porter. Yep. Coming up, uh, one James Chapman. Yes, I'll be doing the show next week, right? Yeah, that's right. So March 20th yes. and 27th. Yeah, so you can listen to that live on 2 your RFM. Yep. Um, Monday if, nights, if like. 8 to 10 p.m. And if you cannot do that because you do not live in the country, which most people who are listening to this don't, um, you can, yeah, you, you can listen to it online. Uh, after, how, how long does it take to go up after recording? So it'll be on the next day, so it Great. shouldn't take more than 12 hours. Well, I'll share that. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll be on that show. I'm really looking forward to that too because that'll be it'll be nice to, to chat about music. You've already sent me through some songs and I'm thoroughly intrigued. Yeah. It'll be it'll be good to chat about stuff that isn't disgusting murder of from animals. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we'll be back next week with a, with a new episode, everyone. Um, it'll be similar to our episode last week, the 50 deadliest animals in the American states. We're going to look at the states of Australia and also New Zealand, Aotearoa, and see what the most deadly animals in each state here are as well. It's me, baby. It's yet yeah, Carl Gregory. That's right. Stay out of New South Wales. <laughs> Jesus. 
He's got a knife. Um, and then following that week, we get, it's our 50th episode, and oh. we've got a really exciting episode. I, I recently got a book um, sent to me called The Manies of Camoan from Jim Corbett, who you should all know about. Um, we will be looking at the Tigers of Chowgar, an amazing story. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a nice little uh, bookmark because our first episode was a Jim Corbett tiger, the, chi- the Tiger of Champawat, and the Tiger of Chowgar is another story um, that he's very famous for. So, And you have, you have vowed to wrestle an animal from the Taronga Zoo for your 50th episode, right? hundred. Hundred animals. Hundred, sorry. No, hundred animals. Hundred, oh hundred, my yeah. God. It's going to be those little turtles, though. Like, it's, like, it's like a battle royale. How many little tur- turtles do you think I could kill? You? Yeah. I think, I don't think you stand a chance. <laughs> Ninja turtles. Oh, 12. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, uh, as always, guys, you can um, follow us on all the social media bullshit. Links are in the description or the caption or wherever you're listening to. Um, I want to give a shout out really quickly to our Patreon patrons, um, especially Dawn, uh, who's been a Patreon patron since the beginning. Love one, Dawn. One of the day ones. Sent me a really nice message this week, basically being like, hey, just keep going. It's a good show. Hey, I like to laugh. Hey, you keep doing it. Hey, you, Dawn. Thank you. Love you. Um, and if you would like to join our Patreon, you can do so. Head to patreon.com slash eaters. Uh, I paid for my ticket for Cocaine Bear with Patreon money. Oh, it was like a work expense. There so you go. It was great. So um, thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you very much. And I'll also give a shout out to one of the other ones that you know, Riley McLean. Hey, a friend of the friend of the pal of the program. Was mm-hmm. that what you say on your show? Pal yep. of the program. Pal of the program. Pal of the pod- podcast. Um, good human being all around. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you, Carl, for joining us. Make sure you listen to Carl's show, even when I'm not on it. By the way, is there anything else you wanted to plug? By the way, anything? Nothing at the moment. That I'm is afraid. so rare for you. By the way, usually you've got six shows going on. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm um, taking a break. Give me a break, listeners. Give me a goddamn break. Jeez. You're working on other projects. It's Thank you, James. Thank you, listeners. This has been a wonderful time. Thank you. Uh, and as always, listeners, please stay safe because as we've learned today, do you want to say it together? It's a, it's jungle, a jungle out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. You didn't need me holding up a placard at all. All right. Have a good one, everyone. See you later. Don't do that. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you.